Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. For more than three decades, NPR listeners knew Carl Castle, who died earlier this week. He was the trusted morning edition newscaster and later the judge and scorekeeper on news quiz show Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. But his career began at a very early age as a pre-rock and roll DJ. In February 2006, St. Louis on the Air host Steve Potter talked with Carl Castle and asked him how he went from being a DJ to doing news on NPR. Back in 1965, I took the family. We moved to the Washington, D.C. area. I got a job at a station in Alexandria, Virginia, outside of Washington, and I uh, was the morning DJ there. And about a year or so into my work, I had a chance to go part-time on the weekend to help supplement my salary, which I needed, at an all-news operation over in Arlington. And for a while, I, I worked at both stations. I worked at the uh, musical station in Alexandria on the, uh, during the week, and on the weekends I did part-time work over in Arlington. Well, the job in Arlington uh, eventually became full-time, so I was into news by then. And then I had a friend who uh, was uh, at NPR, this uh, fledgling network, and uh, one day he called me up and said that uh, he needed a newscaster for part-time work on the weekends, and mm-hmm. that led to a full-time job eventually. Yeah, I'm glad you called that that fledgling uh, network. A lot of people may not well, it was. may not remember th- that uh, it, it sort of started out on shaky ground, and nobody really knew for sure if this was a thing that was going to catch on back in the beginning, right? We had a few hundred listeners, I think. I had never heard of NPR when Jim called me. That was Jim Russell, by the way, who now you know produces Marketplace and all these other programs. But Jim called me and uh, said, uh, I work for NPR. I said, what's an NPR? <laughs> he told me. So uh, I, I, I took the job, and yeah, we had uh, maybe a couple hundred employees, if that, and maybe a couple hundred listeners, if that, but it has grown so tremendously since then. I mean, we have a complete building there in Washington now with several hundred employees. We have studios all over the place, and of course, we have become uh, very, very well known, as you know. Oh, yeah. Well, does the growth of NPR over the years in any way surprise you? No. I... Uh, was looking back then at how the sorry state of commercial radio, if I may say so, was beginning to get into. And I, I thought that NPR offered a, a fresh voice and, and a fresh sound. And it was a, uh, a refuge for people looking for some good quality broadcasting. And we offered it, and we still do. Yeah, and isn't that a trend that's uh, continuing? I mean, uh, commercial radio stations, uh, newspapers, they're all losing, uh, it seems to be, their share mm-hmm. of the market and listenership and, and readership, and NPR is the exception to the rule. Yep, we, uh, we're gaining listeners, and uh, we're uh, expanding our news operation uh, nowadays, well, in the past few years, while the commercial networks were cutting their news bureaus overseas, we were adding news bureaus overseas, expanding our news coverage. Uh, right now, uh, I think the last report I heard, uh, Morning Edition is the second most listened to radio program, period. In, in the United States, biggest and most listened to program in public radio. Hmm. Well, Carl, you know, some people have criticized NPR over the years for being liberally biased and so forth. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that, and what, what would be your response to that? Most people who say that don't listen. They hmm. hear somebody say it's liberal, you shouldn't listen to it, so they don't listen to it. I have several friends who are diehard conservatives who listen every morning. Right. Uh, Newt Gingrich, who tried to, uh, at one time, uh, head us down the road to being privatized, if you remember, recently uh, made a statement to the effect that uh, it's hard to believe that, th- that people can make a turnaround. He says, but he listens to uh, Morning Edition every morning when he goes to work. 
So the balance is there. Both sides like what we're doing. And for those who have problems, I say, listen, listen for a while. We think you'll like it. Right. Hey, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about your schedule. Don't you get up something like at 1 a.m.? 1 o'clock is my, when my alarm goes off. I've been doing this now for 26 years. It doesn't bother me. I look at it this way. You deal with it. You've got a job to do, and you've got those crazy hours. Don't worry about it. Just do it. As a matter of fact, I have, for the most of my career, have worked the morning shift, and that's the time I like to work. So I have no problem with it. But I do get up at 1 o'clock, and my first newscast is uh, 5 o'clock. We're talking about Eastern time here, 5 o'clock Eastern time. And my last one is at 11 o'clock, and I go home and uh, take a nap in the afternoon, maybe three hours or so. And I'm up. I can spend the evening with my wife. We can go out to dinner or perhaps go to a movie. And I'm back in bed by 9.30 in the evening. Wow. And, uh, get, a, get another nap. Wow. And I, I sleep a lot on the weekends. Your schedule is really demanding, not just because of what you just told us, but in addition to uh, hosting the news on Morning Edition, you also have been for, I guess, ever since the show started, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, been doing that on weekends, and that's out of Chicago, right? So you actually commute to Chicago once a week? Yeah, I do. Uh, but this uh, cuts back on my newscasting. I do that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then Thursday morning, I fly up to Chicago, and we do the show that night, and then Friday morning, I head back home. It's kind of a break, really, because I get up only three mornings a week at 1 o'clock rather than 5. Mm-hmm. Does it seem hectic to you, or do you get some sort of energy out of doing that, I guess? Not a bit. Not a bit. Not hectic at all. To me, it's kind of it's, it's a break. Uh, I look at it as a long commute. <laughs> that plane takes about an hour and a half to get there. And I go check into the hotel, and um, then we go uh, go to uh, the offices of WBEZ, and we uh, do a, a kind of run-through on the script and do the show that night. And everything's within walking distance, so I like it that, lo- that uh-huh. way. And I, I guess it's just a little bit of fun. Wait, wait, don't tell me. I mean, you're known for your limericks, of course. Mm-hmm. You don't have any off the cuff you want to share with us, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay. But it's been a fun project for me all along. Now, back in the late uh, 90s, when the show was being developed, back in 1997, for example, many people, maybe you remember this, I don't know, but uh, uh, Monitor Radio had had an early morning uh, news program between uh, 5 and 6 o'clock Eastern Time. And uh, the Christian Science Monitor dropped their funding for it, so there was a gap there to be filled. So the company decided to uh, see if we could attract listeners in that one-hour segment between Mm -hmm. 5 and 6 by doing a program called Early Morning Edition, and I was asked to host it. And I says, I'll do it, but I'll keep my newscasting job, too, if you don't mind. (laughs) So they agreed. Actually, I was was getting up uh, earlier than 1 o'clock in those days to go in and prepare for Early Morning Edition and then pick up doing the newscast at at, at 6 o'clock for the rest of the morning. At the same time, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me was in its final stages of development, and we were doing uh, run-throughs and uh, practice sessions and, and that sort of thing. So I was really working on three shows at one time. Mm-hmm. Now, that was busy, but I enjoyed every moment of it. That was NPR newscaster and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me judge and scorekeeper Carl Castle, who died earlier this week, talking with St. Louis Public Radio host Steve Potter. But before we close, we'd like to bring you one last word from Carl Castle. As Wait, Wait listeners know, the prize was a personal outgoing voicemail message recorded by Carl. St. Louis and Bob L. appeared on Wait, Wait in 2008, and this was his prize. Hi, this is Carl Castle from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on National Public Radio. And I'm here to let you know that Bob can't answer your call right now. 
But in the meantime, let's play a round of listener limerick challenge. Bob didn't answer his phone. What a creep. He might be ignoring you, or gone, or asleep. But hold on there, Jack. He'll call you right back. So leave your message right after the... That was the voicemail message of Carl Castle recorded for St. Louis and Bob L. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.